Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read, recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Starring the original book divas Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerds Jessica Butcher and Josh Lupton. Together, searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. So something really odd happened to me this week. Okay. A guy asked me for my phone number. (laughs) Cool. No, not cool. Totally not cool. (laughs) Well, tell him why. Okay, so I've been married for 27 years, 27 and a half, and it didn't occur to me that this man was actually asking for my phone number, first of all, because I wasn't wearing my wedding ring. (laughs) The reason I wasn't wearing my wedding ring is because it is at the jeweler's, but Mm -hmm. I didn't make that connection at all. I was not thinking about that I took it to the jewelers Ron's having two more diamonds put in it for me for Christmas which is really cool Mm -hmm. it's my Christmas present so I left it there no big deal come back to work I'm doing some stuff through I'm not going to say what connections but this dude asks me for my phone number and I'm thinking it might be work related right Uh and it soon grew very awkward I'm like, what's the reason that you need my phone number exactly? And then he starts to ask me about my real name. Now, okay, now, it may be a surprise to you all, but Steele is not my real last name. (laughs) It's my radio name. Right. So this guy somehow found out my real last name. Oh my. That's creepy. I was completely it's creeped a out. Stalker. Stalker. And completely freaked out. And I'm like, okay then. <clears throat> and then I looked down at my hand and realized what was going on. It was like, holy shit. <laughs> this man is hitting on me. <laughs> and what it's actually. This? been a while since I've been in that vulnerable position. I mm-hmm. felt very, all of a sudden, I felt completely naked and vulnerable. It's creepy, isn't it? I, I was beyond creeped out. I can't, even, I can't even tell you how creeped out I was at that moment. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm so glad I'm married. Oh, thank God I'm married. Thank God I'm married. <laughs> well, I am so thankful for my husband. Oh, my God. You didn't actually give him your phone number, did you? No. no. Are you out of your tiny mind? Of course I didn't give him my phone number. Let me tell you, cell phones and online dating and um, pictures have changed everything about dating. Yeah. Uh, it's freaking uh, me out just that my heart is beating like 10,000 miles per hour just <laughs> thinking about that well, man having my phone number. you flattered that somebody wanted your phone no, number. No, I so, do not feel flattered. Thank you. I do not. Oh, well, you could feel flattered if you didn't know your real name. That's the really creepy part. It yeah, is that, really creepy. that part is creepy. So uh, on my birthday, I get, okay, so this whole thing starts like months ago. I texted who I thought was Michael's ex-girlfriend, Tori, to tell her happy birthday it was not anymore. The number had changed. It was some dude. He's like, who is this new phone number? And I was like, uh, this is Jessica. Is this Tori? And he was like, no, but I'd like to get to know you. And started sending me all this stuff. So I had to block him. And then I got this new phone. So everything like resets. So the number wasn't blocked anymore. And it still stayed under Tori. So on my birthday, I get this, hey, gorgeous, how's your birthday going? Or how's your day going? And I was like, uh, 
this. And then he's like, I have something. You didn't tell your father? I told Garrett. I blocked the number. Oh, by the way, Sean is joined us today. Hi, Sean. Hi. That's so Jessica's dad, for those of you so who don't know. So then he sends me all this time. stuff. He offers, like, I have something for you. Just $200 to company me. And I was like, I don't know who you are, and you don't know who I am. You should so see Sean's stop. face right now. He's totally freaking out. <laughs> and then Whoa. I was like, no. Wow, no, $200. Can I get that phone number? And then he it up to three. <laughs> And I was just like, oh my God, that's hilarious. I was just like, that's what my friend said. She was like, I sent it to them and I was like, this is weird. I don't know what's going on. It's my birthday. Please don't ruin my birthday. (laughs) And Lana was like, send it my way. I really need some Christmas money. Crazy world out there. Yeah. And it's really, okay. (laughs) I do the online dating some. And let me tell you, there are some weird freaking people under rocks that have computers that are on these online dating because they just I've seen some of the pictures whoa and I am highly entertained <laughs> yes. if you want a vast amount of penis pics in a short amount of time oh get on online dating I had never actually seen one before I mean, I've seen one. But not wrong, like, but, I mean, over like pics on the phone. Right, I, I mean, heard, heard people talking about getting them and Bonnie's like hey look, look what I just got she shows me these pictures I'm like oh Somebody sent that to you on your phone? I mean, I don't just, ask them for this. You have to specify. They just send them. When you, when you say, you know, send me. Cause like, send me a picture of yourself. Your send me a picture. You have to say, send me a picture of okay, your face. Or else like, you're getting pictures the, of Not your tiny face. Your big face. Yes. <laughs> and not your One big face. Your actual face away. with eyes. Um, I don't understand what the purpose of that is. Like, don't, that, that's not the most attractive part of you. Like, they don't look good on anybody. Sean, <laughs> what's your take on this? Uh, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> like, oh my the God. human anatomy is not other, pretty. Especially the other way around. If, if women started sending pics like that, that that'd be, that'd be awful. Yeah, because I tell, you know, if, I, and I'll, full <gasps> disclosure, if I get pictures like that, I tell them all the time, I don't send pictures like that. That's so, picky. you know, uh, this, don't expect anything back from now? me. It is. That's what she was yeah. saying. I mean, that's crazy. And I'm like, it's just, I'm like, you know what? If I was not married, I would become a hermit yeah. and live <laughs> in the freaking woods. Yes. And yeah. get rid of my cell phone and not speak to anyone. Mm-hmm. Be wielding an axe. I mean, it's like a meat market, like some of these online. (laughs) Now, I mean, I only do the free ones. I don't pay for them. So I don't know if the ones that you pay for are any different. Oh, gosh. But um, it's just so. It got to the point where most of the time I don't even respond to people. People people in general are just like super ballsy because Justin's on like a dating site. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Justin's on a dating site. And some of the things that he'll show me from like girls will send on a dating site and some things that like guys, people just have no boundaries. I'm like, whoa. So girls are that way, too? Some of them. Yeah, I would believe it. Do they send coochie pictures? Yeah, please no. I don't know. Not the downtown. I don't want to know. <laughs> they just like, I don't know, Scott, but I don't, they just say things that I'm like, where did you get the confidence for that? Because like, yeah, but Is that considered confidence or is that considered just... Well, just saying stuff is one thing. It's the pictures. Now, I can dirty talk... Until, oh, you know, now it comes out. But now the truth I'm not going to send pictures of what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, you know, before cell phones and pictures and online messaging, I probably could have had a, phone, I mean, a, a nice phone career. 
<laughs> At one point. Brown chicken, brown cow. Brown career. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm not going to send pictures. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Gotta leave something up to the imagination. Well, you would hope so anyway. I mean, I'm a good girl. I don't do anything like that ever. <laughs> <laughs> Definition of good girl here. <clears throat> Can <laughs> we talk about books now? <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling we were going to go back to something a little bit less con- controversial. Sorry, Sean. So I'll get Sorry, am, I, am I red or, or no? No, you're actually doing pretty well. All right. Yeah. Yeah. The day you my warned him, didn't you, Jessica? You warned him. I mean, you were going to say our podcast. You, this is actually pretty PG 13 for It us. actually is. Yeah. Well, you've heard us. You know. I know. I mean, it's not like we're talking about dolphin sex. There you go. Or ghost sex. (laughs) Hey, so long and thanks for all the fish. Hey! See? So fish sex? (laughs) Dolphins. It's about dolphins. That's what the dolphins say. Now he is red. He is red now. (laughs) We have to be careful. I'll be fine. (laughs) All right. Sorry, excuse me. Still trying to get over my cold. Yeah, and we're hacking up along, both of us, both Bonnie and I. It's going to take another week at least to get rid of this freaking cough. By that time, I'm going to get it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica's covering her nose with her shirt now. You can't be heard. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) You better be praying to baby Jesus. Mm -hmm. Oh, sweet baby, baby Jesus. All right, who's going first on this bright, beautiful Sunday morning? (laughs) It's not Sunday morning anymore. Excuse me, Sunday afternoon. Who's going first? It's not me. Um, I mean, I can go first. I didn't like my book, but I could go first. It's okay. You're not. You're not required to like your book. As long as we end on a high note, we'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it wasn't the most terrible book I've ever read, but I just I felt like the story was kind of weak. It's called um, Once We Were Brothers by Ronald H. Uh, Balson. And it's a historical fiction, like I like. You know, I like historical fictions. And I wanted to squeeze one more in before we got into our Christmas episode. Um, but this one is about a gentleman who's about probably 80 years old or so. And he's a, a Jewish survivor from World War II. And he busts into this like fundraiser ball kind of thing and um, points an old gun at this very pillar of the community millionaire who's there and accuses him of being a Nazi leader. So it started out, it started out interesting. (laughs) And the story is, is that the, the old uh, Jewish survivor, his name is Elliot, and um, the accused Nazi leader, the one that he accuses of being a Nazi leader, at one time, they lived in the same household. Um, now, the... Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, this is what he thinks. Now, see, there's, there's um, a whole question of... Um, uh, mistaken identity in this book because the older gentleman named Elliot who's the one who's the wait no that's not him 
Ben is the one who's the Jewish survivor, thinks that this gentleman who is a leader of a pillar of the community and a millionaire named Elliot is actually a gentleman named Otto who was a Nazi leader during World War II. Oh. And the gentleman Otto who was in, um, they lived in Poland, who was in Poland, lived with their family because his mom was too poor to take care of him. So he lived with their family, even though he wasn't Jewish or anything. And when the world, the war started, Otto was um, t- sent to um, the Hitler Youth oh. and became a Nazi leader and so on, so forth, so on, so forth. That's dark. Um, but this starts in in modern times, and he accuses this gentleman of being a Nazi leader and that he's lying about who he actually is, and he's fooling everybody, and so on, so forth. And then he goes to a lawyer to try to sue him for, like, a property dispute because this, you know, the Nazis took all of the Jewishes like jewelry and money and blah blah blah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it comes in it it starts out like as this like civil suit. And so the, during the silver suit, you know, silver suit. Civ- <laughs> Sorry. Civil <laughs> suit. Listen. Every girl's crazy. I'm medicated. <laughs> civil suit. Sorry. <laughs> um he like tells his story and everything and why he thinks that this this Elliot who's the pillar of the community is actually Otto and a Nazi leader. And, you know, should be punished for his war crimes and blah, blah, blah. And it just, the storyline itself just was a little unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've come across this before. Yes. If it's not logical to me, yes. then I can't. Like, the whole question of his identity and his Nazi crimes and everything wouldn't even come up during a civil suit of over property. Right. I mean, any lawyer, it, it would seem to me that any lawyer would um, override that as being, you know, not There's applicable to the suit itself. Whatever. And it's hearsay. Because if you can't prove it. Right. Okay. And I could be wrong about that. I don't know that much about law. Well, I tried to look up. Time he comes on. Yeah, I've looked up some of that. But that's not the point because. If you didn't find it plausible, and if right. it didn't ring true for you while you're reading it, then, then it doesn't matter. Right. And it might for some people. And like the history part of it, some of it was almost like it was a history lesson. Oh. Because he was telling about his story, but then he would go off about what actually happened during World War II with the concentration camps and, and everything else. And... It, for one thing, I know what happened and all that. I've read enough historical fiction to know all of that. And, you know, of course, taking history in school. So part of it almost seemed too, too much. It was just too lectury. Yeah. If that's a, good, a word. It wasn't a good novel. It was more like a Right. Textbook. Now, there were some good parts on this. But to tell you the truth, if I had another book in my in my queue for the library. <laughs> you would have pitched it and moved on I, I probably would have pitched it and moved on the only reason mm-hmm. i finished it is because i didn't have any other books in yeah so don't this one gets the sorry go, go ahead you said don't be a quitter you have to finish it well no, i mean no no i no, have no, to no. finish it i know you guys don't <laughs> i have to finish the book there's sometimes that i do because i want to know like how something or sometimes i just want to know how ridiculous it's going to get but um 
Yeah, this one just didn't, it didn't hold my interest that much. See, now I, I even want to read that one because I don't know if he really was the war criminal or not. You know, so now that you've told me a little bit about it, I want to, now I really actually want to read it. Right. It did have, I mean, it did have that aspect. It did have the right, suspense right, right. to it on whether or not, you know, they prove that this gentleman who's a, you know, a millionaire and a pillar to the society and has given to tons of charities and everything else, if he's actually, you know, a Nazi war criminal or not. I mean, that was pretty... Hmm. Perhaps, Vani, you're reaching the event horizon. What do you mean? Which means maybe you've just read too many Nazi books. There too are a lot of historical There's no fiction. such thing. See, I think she's getting there. Do I what? Think she's right. Too much historical fiction. There are a lot I think of. She's Nazi on books. the edge of it. I think maybe she needs to switch wars for a while. Yeah, go read some like read Hemingway. Read some World War One stuff. I have read a little bit of World War One, and that was pretty interesting. It's fun. I really, really like. I have a Farewell to Arms if you want to borrow it. That's a good one. It's a classic. Okay. And I just saying, maybe. you know, maybe if you know too much about something. Well, I'm, I'm rereading switch. some Ken Follett books that I haven't reviewed yet <laughs> because I like me with some Ken Follett. Again. Did we get that underwear in the mail? <laughs> <laughs> Are those boxers on the way? She needs some sniffing material. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the episode that made me stop watching Orange is the New Black when they started selling panties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty disgusting. Yeah, it is. Disgusting. Sorry, sorry. I'm not going to send my used panties to somebody. Yep. Well, maybe for the right price. I was going to see. <coughs> Even in still. In pictures on the, on the internet, you can send your panties. Get, that's quite it. Lucrative. That's what I do. From what I hear. Like, I'm an old-fashioned gal. I like the, you know, sending things through the mail, so expect my panties. You need to read my Christmas book. <laughs> Five to seven days. <laughs> All right. Ratings-wise, you would give it a three or Maybe. a two? <laughs> two. No, I mean, you I really would give it a like three. It. Because you did have the suspense thing. On whether or not, you know, there was a mistaken identity, if he was really this war criminal, and if he, it, you yeah, know. Yeah, but you said you didn't really care for the writing style, so, I mean, you right. said you weren't going to keep reading, so how could you give it a three? I'm just saying. <clears throat> I know, but usually, I've given ones higher ratings that I've almost quit reading, too. All right, just checking. All this right. one just didn't get any better. Okay. I mean, usually three is pretty. I'm a, I'm I'm generous with my ratings. You I'm are sorry. Generous. You are generous. Okay, two point five. We'll get it straight in the <laughs> straight in the middle. How about okay. that? All right. Okay. Meh. So wh- who's the uh, the? It's once we were brothers by Ronald H. Balson. B A L S O N. Balson. Okay. Sorry, okay. I spell all the time, but I do that because I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. No. That's how I had to Never spell Never apologize out, for uh, spelling. Spelling is good. That guy that wrote the dinner, I had to spell out his name because so I was like, I don't know how his <laughs> name is pronounced. <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, not a great book. Maybe if it... I mean, some people might like his writing style. I don't know. Maybe I'm just... I'm too particular. Never apologize. Speaking of apologies... I'm going to just say this out loud. We have been criticized for the types of books that we review. 
But what I'm going to say about this is this is a podcast that we do for fun and because we like it. If we start reading books based on what other people want us to read, then it's not going to be fun anymore. It'll be like school. A job. Now, if we can get people to come on and read other types of books, great! More guests, more better. It's still good that people let us know what they think and well, yeah, if they yeah. want to recommend a book to us. I actually had somebody on <clears throat> on Twitter recommend a book, and it's a... Um, LGBTQIA. Yeah, there you go. I couldn't think well, of the letters. I don't mind that so much. And but, um, but I'm. But this is what I'm saying. I'm saying you cannot be all things to all people. You just can't do it. Right. And if you have a certain style of book that you like, that you We're is your go to book, reading then of course what we you're like. The end. But always recommend books to us because I'm always up for new books. I read nonfiction sometimes, so. Well, I'm not saying you shouldn't recommend books to us. That, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is... I know, but you sound a little on your high horse right now, Martha. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> the horse is made. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'm not going to stop reading science fiction. I'm not going to stop reading the kinds of books that I like to read. Because I do this because I like it. We read what we like. We read what we like. We will not apologize for that. But we would love to have more guests. If we could find more guests, we would have more guests. Unfortunately, it is very difficult to find people who really like to read in Oklahoma City. If you, are, if you live in the area and you would like to be on the podcast, please send us a message. We would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome, especially if you like to read some of these other genres that have not been reviewed. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've said that. Now, <laughs> can I make a confession in front of my daughter, <clears throat> my valedictorian daughter? I think I got all A's in high school except for one class, and I got a C. <gasps> that C was in literature. No, really? <laughs> because I was made to read things. They said you must read this. You will read this book. And I'm not as well well read as you ladies. I don't read as much as you guys. Uh, one of the ones I really hated when I was 16 years old was uh, Catcher in the Rye, which I'm sure you guys I'm love. Very surprised, right? No, but I actually was 16- did not love that book. But I'm very surprised that as a 16 year old boy, you did not like it. I've made it halfway through it twice, not ever finished it. <clears throat> I've never read it. Honest with you, but, I, but the, the point is, I was forced to read it, read something I didn't like, and so it wasn't any fun. So. I got a C in, in the literature class in high school. Because you had to read Catch with Ryan? <laughs> Not because Mine of just that, was... but because of everything I was forced to read. All different types of books. But see, th- that's exactly the point, Sean. <clears throat> Mine was The Awakening by Kate Chopin in high school literature. Couldn't get, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. <laughs> see, I guess my, my, uh, English, my English teachers were a lot different because I, the only thing I had to read that I did not like was when we, wrote, when we read Shakespeare. And that we just read in class. We didn't have to read that outside of class. Hmm. And uh, really, I wasn't going to school that often at that particular time in my life. So um, <laughs> that could be one of the reasons why I didn't like it so much. But um, the only books that I ever remember that we actually had to read during school was To Kill a Mockingbird and The Good Earth. See, we had to read a ton. We had to read uh, Animal Farm. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, Night by Elie Wiesel, uh, The Invisible Man, Ralph Ellison's Invisible Man, mm-hmm. not H.G. Wells, um, The Awakening, Jane Eyre, uh, The Importance of Being Earnest, 
You were an AP. The though. Kite Runner. Yeah, we had to read a lot. We had to read a bunch of nonfiction too. We had to read like a narrative in the life of Frederick Douglass. We had to Douglas. read The Old Man and the Sea. We had to read Of Mice and Men. We had to read Raisin in the Sun. We had to read. I mean, <clears throat> you could go on for days with the stuff we were forced mm-hmm. to read. Right. Yeah. Being forced to read something is not any fun. But I will say, being an IP did kind of open up my eyes to some other stuff because I probably would have never picked up like The Kite Runner if right. I had never taken AP. And I think that that if you're th- there's a difference between being forced to read something and being have having your eyes opened up to read something, Bonnie. I get your point completely. I really do. Mm-hmm. Suggestions. Have, but having not. suggestions and and being and having things opened up to you is different than having somebody shake their finger at you mm-hmm. and that's, saying that's true. And maybe because I didn't have to read all that stuff in school, maybe that's why I'm more open minded to suggestions. Is it me? Next book. Yep. Me? Go ahead. Okay. So after we had. The lovely Mariana Evans on. I decided that I needed to read her books. Oh, so I'm and talk. you saw her on campus. Too. I did see her on campus, and I was like, I tried to wave, but she didn't see me. Mariana, and I was like, Mariana, I'm Mariana. not gonna, I'm not gonna chase after her. I'm already late for class. I probably sound like a weirdo. She probably doesn't remember who I am. So I'm just gonna walk, walk away. <laughs> but it's better not to be that person. <laughs> yep. You know, don't want to be the, what did you say, the first three book girl with the restraining, restraining order? Restraining order, right. <laughs> but we're limited on our guest choices because of the restraining orders that we have. <laughs> Ken followed as one of them, apparently. Uh, <laughs> but you, you mail your underwear one time to a person and damn. <laughs> what did I miss? She's obsessed with Ken Follett. Okay, I like okay. Ken Follett. I, I did mean, not give my Joe underwear to never did respond to my beard hair request either. Man, hey, but... We got a like from Christopher Moore. We did. Woo-hoo! We did. I Christopher saw it. Moore. Yes. Woohoo! We like Praise. Christopher Moore Love too. You, baby. He's going to be our new stalking request. <laughs> yes, I think I'm going to stalk him more often now. Yeah, he's got a new book coming out. <laughs> I know he does. I know. You know. Yeah. Okay. Maybe anyways, on, maybe he'll be on with us. Maybe that I would figured be. Figured how to how to do it on cool. the phone. That would be awesome. It on the phone. So much fun. Okay, back to Marianne. Right, sorry, 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 sorry. But like so, and I'm like Vonnie, so I started with the first book. Yes, which is artifacts. You have to start with the first. You have to start with the first. Yes. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> because I started with Mariana Evans's Oklahoma book first, I read, and then yep. went back to the beginning. Yep. <laughs> this is not a democracy. We get it. <laughs> um, uh, gosh. <laughs> but anyways, I loved it. It was so good. I love... Okay. So it's about Faye Longchamp, who is an archaeologist, and she lives on an island called Joyeurs, which is was passed down from her family. She's descendant of a slave and relations between like a slave and her master, and then the master left it to, and so she lives on Joyeurs. But she doesn't have money. She's left school because she was taking care of her mom and stuff like that. She doesn't have the money to pay the taxes on it, so she takes up pot hunting because she's studying to be an archaeologist so she's working on a dig site but then on her island she takes up pot hunting which is digging up pot shards and stuff selling them on the black market they don't really get as much archaeological context that way but it's the way she's going to pay the bills and it's on her own land so she's keeping up her moral compass yeah so at least she's not trespassing right and stealing right but then she decides she's going to dig on another island just to see because she's really struggling and she was trying to keep her home and she finds a buried body that's oh. been buried for about 40 years because she can date the earring. And so 
she's thinking that she's just going to let it be because it's been 40 years. She doesn't really know what to do. And then her good friend, Joe Wolf Mantooth, comes and does his creek rituals on her and decides we're going to let her rest in peace. The and, body. Right. Okay. The body. Until a couple of days later, two of the kids that Faye was working with on the big site that she actually gets paid for wind up being murdered. And so the story's kind of about how she starts putting these two murders together and how they find like a couple more bodies and they're trying to figure out who these people are. But it's, it's a page turner. I think I read it in like a day because it was like, I can't wow. put this down because there's just so much exciting stuff happening. And then um, like the characters are really like... They're just great. Like, I don't even know how to explain them. Like, they're very approachable. Yeah. They're, you can really see them as real people, oh, if yeah. that makes sense. And she's, they're all just really relatable. And you just really like them. Because mm-hmm. they, they aren't like these perfect people that never do anything wrong, but they're not bad people either. Yeah. And, and you get to learn a lot about the heritage and what it comes like to what it feels like to come from a mixed racial background, which mm-hmm. is cool. And then you get some of, like, the creek stuff with Joe, and I think it's just really interesting. Where was it set again? Uh, Florida. Florida. Okay. And it's really good. <clears throat> yeah. But I don't want to give away too much, because there's a lot of things, lots of twists and turns, and it keeps you on your toes. And her writing has so much imagery. I just love it. She does. Like, I feel like I'm there. It was awesome. I'm just fangirling over Marianne over here. <laughs> <laughs> I read that one too, and I thought it was really excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, okay. That's Artifacts by Marianne Evans. I'm going to give it like a, a, can I give it 10 stars? Out of five? I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 5. Yeah, because I loved You're it. You're going to stalk her on campus now. <laughs> Probably. I might just go like sit in her office with her and just take her some tea. I don't know. <laughs> just don't send her any pics, please. Oh, God. <laughs> now, that would be highly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be bad. Maybe take Unless it's a picture of your book. I need to go see if I have any elective credits left and see if I can take her class. Ooh, that'd be awesome. Already kissing up. All right. Good job. What? Oh, for taking the class. I got an A in literature. I got the literature award. <laughs> Dad. You did. And I got a C. Hey, that took a lot of balls to uh, to admit that in front of your daughter. Mm-hmm. Could have been a valedictorian. You could have. Because we didn't have five-point classes back then. Oh, yeah. So, Sean? Me? What did you read? Uh, well, I The Dresden Files. A book series by Jim Butcher, no mm-hmm. relation. Um, okay. Is that why? Well, we have to pause there for a second. Is that the reason that you started reading Jim Butcher? Is because your last name is Butcher? I was working night shift at my at the Heart Hospital uh, about seven years ago, and a nurse at the nurses' station had it, and I saw the name. So the name is what got you. The name got me. <sighs> <laughs> But then I started reading it, and it was a really good book series. I believe the name of the first book was um, Stormfront. Stormfront was excellent. Came out in about in, in, in 2000-ish, around 2000, I think it was. Um, anyhow, the, Harry Dresden, it's, it's about Harry Dresden. He's a um, professional wizard. Professional in the way that he actually advertises in the phone book. Um, support your local magician kind of thing? Is that support your local? Mm, <laughs> not exactly. Okay. He's uh I haven't read that so I really can't I, I can't say. Yeah. 
but he's uh, the, the the books. He, it's kind of like a, the book a series. Kind of a, is kind of a cross between I'll say like um, Supernatural and Columbo. Okay. He, he's almost like a private detective slash wizard because okay. he has an office. People can hire him out to find missing items, that sort of thing. Um, he um, doesn't react well to electrical devices, so he lives in an apartment with no electricity, no um, no hot water, no anything book. like that. Did you really? Yeah. Really? I forgot about it, but it's one that you recommended to me, and I read it. Because <coughs> I remember the electrical devices and that he had an office and everything. Right. He drives an old VW bug with no computer in it, so his car will actually work. Um, anyhow, in, in this first book, he um, he gets hired out by someone that come to his, to, comes to his office to find her missing husband. And then he also gets um, hired by the Chicago Police Department Special Investigations Unit. Those are the ones that handle those supernatural type things that are weird, that don't fit the regular, the regular thing, uh, to investigate a double homicide. Um, he gets to the scene and there's a two there's a call girl and a gentleman that were having uh, having the sex and uh, having relations (laughs) having the The sex sex. having the sex sex. and their 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 chests exploded (laughs) during the act and so uh, and it was something that couldn't have happened naturally so the, the Karen Murphy is the leader of the special investigations unit. She calls him in to consult, and um, they go about finding out what happened and searching for the killers. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the while, he's trying to find the missing husband of the lady that came to his office. Um, you find out, I'm, I'm, I'm not spoiling here, I don't think, you find out really quickly in the book that one of the girls is a call girl, so um, you, her boss her madam whatever is a certain madam. person that he goes to visit <laughs> and she's a she uh, her pimp <laughs> she, she turns out to be a supernatural creature uh mm-hmm. he also the the man that died his boss is um the leader of the uh, organized crime the organized crime in in chicago and so um he's and he doesn't want Harry to work on the case because he wants to take care of it himself. And so he's trying to solve these two different things, find the man, solve the murder, all the while being uh, someone's trying to kill him, uh, all the while also being followed by the a warden of the White Council, which is the uh, kind of the governing body of the wizards. Mm-hmm. Because one, he advertises as a wizard and they're trying to keep on the down low. And two, <laughs> something happened in his past that we really don't know yet that they think he might be a dark wizard. Uh, okay. So they're trying to catch Which him doing something bad. Which is frowned upon. It is frowned right. upon. So you get introduced to like his fairy godmother in the book. Uh, <laughs> fairy godmother. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. It doesn't doesn't sound quite. It's not like a fairy godmother from Cinderella. It's, it's she's a little more dangerous than that. Um, a little fairy that's actually like a Tinkerbell type fairy called Toot Toot. That he. These kind of recurring characters that go throughout the book series. My favorite is Bob. And Bob. I forgot about Bob. I love Bob. Bob is, is a Bob? he. Bob is a spirit of the air who is uh, trapped in a skull that has just a fount of magical knowledge that he's acquired over the centuries. And he just sort of sits sits on the desk in a, a, well, actually not a desk, but I always picture him sitting on the desk. Right. So he lives in, uh, Harry has this sort of um, office in his basement Mm -hmm. where he has all of his magical stuff around him. And he has Bob in in the basement down there. And Bob lives inside the skull. So if he has questions or issues or whatever, he just 
you know. And Bob was an info or a big time pervert in, for, in his former life because yeah. he, he also likes. Well, uh, I'm surprised Bob I don't remember the Bob. Then Bob's got <laughs> excellent, excellent personality. <laughs> Just nobody. But throughout the book, throughout the book series, you get introduced to all kinds of supernatural things. There's vampires, but three types of vampires. There's werewolves, but three types of werewolves. There's the um, the, the summer and winter court of fairy, which kind of live in what they call the what is it called the Never Never. Just sort of like the upside down in that one show Stranger you were watching. Mm-hmm. The, the other yep. plane. Only much, much more interesting, yes. in my opinion. Much more interesting. It's really good. Um, so if you like Stranger Things, this is way cooler. People. Yeah. Cool. <coughs> Anyhow, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to give anything away, but he tries to solve these murders while being tempted to be killed and avoiding scrutiny of the White Council. And um, no, it's just one of my, I really like the book series. Cool. I don't have a whole lot of recollection from the first book, though. I'm trying to dig that up. But. Yeah, actually, you did pretty well. Yeah, because I it's read this and I didn't read past the first in a series. They start merging very together. Hard, yes, very mm-hmm. hard to to pull the details of that first book back out. Right, okay. but he introduces a lot of a lot, a lot of different enemies, a lot of lovable characters. He's really cheeky. He, um, you know how the, you, you 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 can uh, catch more flies with honey. Mm-hmm. He doesn't operate like that. He's more of a vinegar, vinegar kind of guy, and says things that if he was nice, he could probably get his way a little bit easier. But he, you but know, he doesn't. He has a little bit of an attitude. <laughs> I like the quirkiness of Harry, where because he can't have um, electronic devices around him, it's very difficult for him. For example. <laughs> He has to take cold showers because his water heater doesn't work. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that would suck. So, and, and sometimes because he doesn't have relations as often as he would. Like. <laughs> right, right. And it's cold in his apartment in the winter because he lives in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So it's cold. Mm-hmm. And he has to take cold showers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. Just the little things about it is what makes his world so rich in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And people react to him like you would imagine they would if there was a wizard advertising here in Oklahoma City. I mean, they would... How would you react if some wizard was advertising in the yellow page? Do you even, do you even know w- what the yellow pages are, Jessica? Yes, okay. I know what the yellow pages are. <laughs> well, your pig, if you... well, they are a little outdated. <laughs> but it, but that's how people would react to him here. It's it's, it's set in modern times, and um, mm-hmm. yeah. And I obviously, like, I like the crossover the novels for fantasy the best. The ones that cross over with modern times, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the ones where you're not really sure when you start to read it if there's going to be anything in it. Mm-hmm. Where all of a sudden some fantastical creature, sort of like with Grimm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I loved Grimm for that reason. And see, this book actually, you know, I'm not a sci-fi. I know you're don't, not. I don't. But I read this book and I actually did kind of like it. It got a little too far into the other realm for me by the and end see, of the book. So that. I didn't go to the next book. Wait. But I did like this book because it was... It was very believable. It almost gave logic on how this could happen, and people wouldn't know that it was actually happening. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was very... It was in the grim days, like we discussed right. before, mm-hmm. because there was a time when Grimm first came out on television that Vonnie and I were very into that. Oh, I loved it. I loved Grimm. And we would watch it, and I tried to get her to watch... The Dresden Files on Netflix with me. Did you know that there is a Dresden Files? I did not know that, no. It is interesting. Books first. Books are always better. See, I don't remember watching it, but I remember reading this book. Well, maybe we didn't watch more than one episode. 
I don't uh, remember. Is that good? But you like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, though, didn't you, Bonnie? I did, but I think that's because that was so that, that's ridiculous. That's it was so ridiculous that it was because, and it was just funny because of the ridiculousness that was. As Hitchhiker's Guide to the I've, Galaxy. As long as I kept, I've been reading them, and I'm like, I know Vani likes Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but I don't see how she made it through the first book because none of this makes sense. Like, right. <laughs> it's it's different that it. Right. Yeah, but it's I think like, when it intentionally that book, I make expected sense. it not to make sense, mm-hmm. so I had absolutely no. I went into it with the knowledge that it is not going to make sense. They fly around on a ship powered by an improbability drive, <laughs> right? Because mm-hmm. I've read a couple of Christopher Moore's books. That I had to go in like that. That I knew, like, um, what is that, Blue? The one about the whale that I read? You know, I never read that one. And it, it's just, it's it reminded me a little bit of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy just because of the ridiculousness so in great. parts of that book. <laughs> but I loved it. Mm-hmm. And it made absolutely, it. I mean, talk about not logical whatsoever. <laughs> But ridiculousness makes the book, right? Right. Yeah. And I think if you go into a book knowing that it's going to be like that, mm-hmm. then it's it's different. I don't know. Kind of like I read Wicked. I read Lord of the Rings. And those are about, you know, complete other worlds that make no sense. No sense. I mean, Wicked, it took me a little bit. I had to go back and forth in Wicked was the first a, time I read it. That really gets strange. It yeah. Does. It really gets strange. You, did you read Wicked? It's been a while, but yes. Yes. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's just there's certain books that I can. They have to be really good books, right? I can embrace to... the the otherworldly knowledge. This gives me hope, Bonnie. It's not going to make <laughs> this gives sense. Gives me hope that you might love my book. Good. <laughs> I might. You never know. You and might. then there's some that I'm just like, all right. It's just I'm uh-uh. done. No, When's not. It, what book? When's it coming? No pressure. Eventually. <laughs> Maybe by the time I'm 60, I'll get finished with it. <laughs> I said 50, and now I'm 52, almost 53, so well, we'll see. So Stormfront, and who wrote that? Jim Butcher. Jim Butcher. It's the first book of the Dresden Files. I'm not sure how many there are. Maybe 12. Maybe if Catcher in the Rye had been on audiobooks when I was in high school, I would have liked it better. Maybe. I wonder if they have it on audio. What? See, you know, Catch a lot the of those old yeah, books they, they do. don't have on but audio. Don't, don't go back. It's not worth it. See, I would Move get along. I would get really <laughs> interested and then hit like a wall Paul at this one part. Is a dick. Yeah, he's, he's terrible. He's a dick. And the fact that there was such a huge deal about that book, I just said terrible. It's completely. <laughs> It's time and me. I don't understand why everybody thinks it's such a big freaking deal. Sorry, Thank don't you. get it. I think it was like I feel vindicated. Thank you so much. <laughs> the time period Sorry, was supposed to be like controversial. <laughs> There's some of the old books that I tried to read and I didn't like, like The Great Gatsby. I tried to read that when our sons had to read it. Yeah, they make a big deal about and that. And I didn't one too. like it. I mean, and what was the one that huge book that that you told me that is horrible to get through war and peace war and peace i read that and i got almost to the end and it just i just didn't like the storyline i didn't yeah. i told you nobody's ever gotten to the end of that damn thing they're freaking liars but <laughs> i almost got to the end of it i think i i i think i uh i liked gatsby yeah i timed out when i rented it and um I just didn't go back and yeah. rerun it gatsby i, I told like... you the story about what happened at the library didn't i Huh? What? 
the year 2000 when that book, I, I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast before, but I'm going to tell it again because it's such a freaking awesome story and it is a true story. I went through the uh, the top 100 books of the century when, when that came out to, in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. And I decided, you know, because Dylan was just a baby then and I wasn't working and I needed something to get, keep me going. So I decided I was going to read all the books on that list. Oh, gosh. Wow. So I went to the library and started going through and I checked out War and Peace. And I took first? it home. And no, not first. It wasn't on the list first. Okay. <clears throat> but it was one of the ones on that list. And I began reading, and I read, and I read, and I read, and I read. And it's I got to massive. about page 100, and I'm like, Jesus freaking Christ. And then I started kind of um, skimming, s- starting to skim. And as I looked a little further back, I noticed something odd. The pages ha- were uncut. Have you ever seen pages that are that are uncut? No. That means that when they printed the book, it it didn't get printed properly. Oh. So the pages were actually not cut, which means that even if you tried to read the fucking book, <laughs> no one had ever read it. You couldn't read it. <laughs> this that is, is a awesome. true story. The Casco <laughs> Public Library had that book, and nobody had ever fucking read it. Not that far back. It had been checked. That this is this is before when they still had an actual library card mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it had been checked Jessica. out a what? bunch of yeah. times. Nobody did. Nobody did finish. The I book. went to Jones. We weren't that technologically advanced. We had to check it out with the little thing. Past page one hundred and twelve or whatever it was, the pages mm. were uncut until you. Did, yeah. you cut, did you cut it for him? No, I started, and then I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Hmm. Taking it back to the library, and then I showed the librarian. He laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and said, "Thank you, thank you." <laughs> he was probably thinking the same thing that you. He was probably laughing because nobody ever said anything. Nope. Nobody, and said it had a word. been checked out dozens of times because nobody read it. Right? Nobody read War and Peace. Yep. Except for my friend Janet, who lives in Casper. Hi, Janet. Sorry, you liked War and Peace. <laughs> hey, that just means that there are there is a book out there for everyone. Yeah, there is. It's yeah, it's kind of like you know, like I said, you know, everybody likes something different, mm-hmm. and that's cool. That's the way it should be. You should read what you love. Love what you read. Don't be forced to read crap you don't like. Reading, enjoy it. All yes, right. ma'am. <laughs> I feel like she's shaking her finger at us I'm right not. now. I'm not. I'm just saying. I don't mean to be bitchy about any of that. I'm just saying that I, w- I want this to be a great podcast. I want people to like it, but I'm also not going to bend over and read a bunch of stuff I hate just to please other people either. You have to bend over to do that. <laughs> How exactly do you read books? Uh, <laughs> metaphorically feeling that way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's a metaphor. <laughs> okay, Martha, what did you read? You think you're Before hilar- I get into more trouble over here. You think you're hilarious, don't you? <clears throat> All right. Would you like to hear about what I read this week? Yes. Good. All right. I read something completely different this week. Was it a romance? No, it was not. <laughs> it was short stories. See, uh-huh. I do read different. Not only that... What? 
What, Sean? Nothing. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. <laughs> You're looking at me like I have three heads. What? <laughs> Sometimes size doesn't matter, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you consider who the author of this is. Tom Hanks. Oh. What? Okay. I waited in line for this book. Now you're speaking my language. I like me some Tom Hanks. I did. And to top it off, I listened to the audio version and he read it himself. What? That's cool. That kind of makes me want to check it out just because. I don't know what it's about at all, but I want to check it out. You know what was really cool? I've actually read a couple of short story collections where each of them has something in common. Another one that I read previously, and I wish I could think of, I wish Nicole was here because then she'd go, go and f- tell me what it was. But I think the other one that I read was something <laughs> she was hotel, like a queen. hotel something that I read, where all of the stories were connected because they all took place in this hotel. But um, this one, they all have something in common, and that thing is typewriters. Now, I'd actually known this about Tom Hanks way before I knew that he was writing a book. He collects typewriters. It's his thing. I didn't know that. He loves typewriters. So random. Um, And I'm a Tom Hanks fan because he's so freaking cool. I always liked him. I've always thought he was really a great actor and just a cool guy all around. Um, So I thought it was very fitting that when he did choose to write a book of short stories that they all have just that one thing in common, and that is they all have a typewriter featured in them. Uncommon Type by Tom Hanks. That's cool. It is. That yeah. is cool. And the stories are all wildly different. Uh, there's there's uh, something as wild as time travel uh, to just regular old... The time travel one sticks in my mind because you know I like that kind of thing. Sci-fi yeah, for do. the win. Yeah, I do. So it was my favorite of all of the ones that I read in there. But every single story that was in that book could have been a great movie. Hmm. And I guess I kind of expected that from Tom Hanks. They were all like little mini movies in my mind. And it probably was because I'm so used to his voice in that context. It could be. That makes sense. You know, it was almost like I could see the movie. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, dude, the guy is a great writer. I was just going to say, how was his writing his style? His writing style was awesome. That's cool. He's just so talented. He is. It's almost not fair. Spreads him around, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was very impressive. And trying to get a typewriter in that many stories, mm-hmm. that in itself is pretty impressive. Because yeah. typewriters are not really common. And the name of the, sto- the book is Uncommon Type. Nice. That's cool. Tom Hanks keeps, keeps getting cooler and cooler. I know. I saw He's really grown up since Bosom Buddies, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that was a terrible movie. He, he did what? have some real stinkers. I'm sorry. What? I didn't really care for that one very much. But I did like a lot of his movies. There were a few that I didn't care for. The one, the volcano movie, I didn't care for. Joe? Joe versus the volcano. <clears throat> oh, I, I don't know really if I watched for that. that one. Eh. It was just okay. Sleepless in Seattle, however. I love it. Was uh, one of the most awesome movies ever, even for the Tin Man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> romantic comedy, you liked yeah, it? I did. You didn't cry, did you? Yes, I did. Wow. Like you a did? baby. I did. 
Shoot, I didn't. Maybe I'm more of a tin man than you are. I think maybe you are. <laughs> I liked Big. Big was Big was, big awesome. was great. I also bawled like a baby at Big. I loved Big. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't and cry that one away, obviously. There's not too many movies that so I So maybe cry we're at. finding out more about you, Vani, than we are about me in Tom, this situation. Tom Hanks can't pull on your heartstrings? Well, I mean, what's wrong with you? Like, I can, I can <laughs> feel it in my chest, but it doesn't come out through my eyes. <laughs> there's a, a disconnect somewhere in there. Yeah, there's a disconnect. But I didn't cry when Old Yeller died either. <gasps> Dang. What? <laughs> Stone cold Vonnie Golden over here. <laughs> Damn, I guess. So I am a bit of a weeper, actually. I, I do tend to get a little teary-eyed when I watch certain movies. When your Grinch heart grows. I, I cried at the end of Contact, the book. Did you? I did. That was an excellent book, by the way. Carl Sagan. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I bawled like a freaking baby at the end of that book. I cried in the car while Garrett and I were listening to our Christmas book. Did you? Yeah. Aw. It's about World War One. Everybody dies. Ew. <laughs> Don't tell us about it. That's next what? week. Yeah. You're, you're reading a you're reading a book about a war, and, and I'm was, not. I know. <laughs> I'm reading a historical fiction, but I'm going. It's it's the Great War, World War One. Gotcha. That was a great war. It was a bad war. We had no war is a great war, you people. What are you yeah. talking about over here? What right. a name for it? Yeah, that's what they call it, though. Yeah, that's I what they call know. it. And they call the period between the two like the lost generation because everybody died. Yeah. We didn't get a name for our generation. I, I think my generation is this is where Bonnie and I differ because the historical fiction I read is all about World War One, and yours is all about World War Two. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I've read a couple about World War One. Yeah. But I think most of mine, most of mine are about World War One, which is weird. Yeah, I read a lot of World War Two. I'm running out of World War Two mo- books to read, though. I'm gonna have to move on, find something else. <laughs> Turn it backwards. I know. Hit the freaking mic again with my hat. You gotta stop that. <clears throat> well, are we uh, ready to uh, put a bow on this bitch? Shut her down mm-hmm. and go home. Well, we got to go shopping again. Yeah, well, speaking of bows. I'm a little worried to go back out into the... The fray? The world. You know, I'm still <laughs> not wearing a ring on my finger. I'm a little scared. Yeah, but as long as you're with me... Maybe they'll think we're lesbians. Yeah, if they cu- if they start, you know, giving you the eye, I'll just cuddle up next to you and say, Hey, honey, do you, <laughs> do you think our, our boy would like this? You're going to be my bitch? <laughs> I'll be your bitch, honey. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. <laughs> And this is, believe me, no offense to anyone in a same-sex relationship, because I have many very good friends in same-sex relationships, just as a disclaimer there. And I hope I haven't offended anybody, and if I have, well then, there you go. (laughs) It won't matter anyway, because they're still going to hate me. (laughs) Sean, thanks. I don't think anybody hated you. Thanks for being so generous and... Thanks for putting up with my mumbling. This makes me nervous for some reason. I can sit and talk to people all day long. You throw this in front of my face and it makes me nervous. I it takes a little use getting used to. I don't because he watched the episode about Justin talking about it like it was a penis. It, 
kind it of actually feels wasn't like it. that. It's just trying to. <laughs> He's like Thanks. knowing it's being recorded makes up. it a little bit different. I don't know what the difference is. What that you're takes, recording or that you have a microphone in your face? Used to it. to learn to ignore it. Yeah, that's the key. Is to be used to it just being there. I was right. really nervous about it too and now I'm hitting my hat on it because I forget that it's there. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> after the second time you do it, then it's... Shoot, not second. Hat. Really? Maybe after the second month for me. Really? Yeah. yeah. I was super nervous. Why do you think I wrote notes to myself? Oh, because well, I was yeah. so nervous I'd forget what I was going to say. It's hard for me, you guys, because I've been doing this since I was 18 Yeah. and I'm 52. And you have to keep going and not leave dead air, right? Mm-hmm. So it, so I tend to talk to fill space. Mm-hmm. So if there's too much silence, then I will automatically talk to fill, which is why I tend to talk over people. Yeah, right. because it's, I'm used to right. needing to fill it. And during mm-hmm. our first podcast, I would pause a lot. So, that so would I happen. was constantly, especially in our first episodes, you'll notice that I'm all over everybody. Right. Yeah. Maybe I should go back that far. Please don't. Actually, I took off our first five ep- no! episodes. No! I did. I removed our first five episodes. Yeah, they're not great. Yeah. Well, hey, our book circle's grown a lot, though. It has. Guided me and Josh. Mm-hmm. We pulled in Justin and my dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now we have a girl coming all the way from Lawton. Oh, hey. And she's coming next Christmas week, right? episode next week. Yep. Yeah. Really fun. Brand new book girl. Mm-hmm. And... Or some maybe some romance representatives so that well, they if, won't feel slighted. Was that Giselle one? Giselle could never be Giselle. here. For my mom. She's so busy all the time. I'll, uh, <clears throat> I, I may have a line on that. Let me, let me get in touch with They have to be willing people. to be mocked, though. Yeah. No, no. She's good. She hangs out with me and Justin. Because, you know <laughs> so she's what? Good. If, if they won't allow us to mock them, this won't be our show. You know, uh, well, you know and Arthur they can Alan mock Anderson, back. Yeah? his daughter would be great to bring on here. I'll talk to her, see if she'd be interested. Ooh, that would be so awesome. Sarah. You'll never, you'll never believe this, but Jessica's going to be in another wedding. Right. <laughs> 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 October 26, 2018, I believe. Well, and whose wedding we is that? While. My friend Shelby. Okay. She's been in more weddings than anybody I, I know. And she has been in a lot of weddings. I'm three, good with three that. Three more years. <laughs> yeah. That's three more years of weddings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I can only think of two other people that would actually want me in their wedding, and I don't know. They're, they're not the marrying kind, at least not right now. Mm-hmm. They like to like to have a lot of fun. They like being single, so it's cool. They're enjoying the single life. You get mm-hmm. a lot of pictures on their phones? <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> and right back to the beginning we go. Thank you for bringing Full us back, Sean. Click, click, click. <laughs> Guess we'll see you next week for our Christmas episode on Three, Three Book, Book Girls. Girls. Three Book Girls are on Twitter and join the conversation on Facebook. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.